0: Section 304 podcast, uh, not drinking beers, but we will be talking beers. I drank beer last night. Did you? Yeah, did you? No. I drank a lot of beer I had a movie night, night with Clara. Uh, did you go to the with Clara. No, What'd no, you go see? Got a movie here that she'd been dying to see, but we missed it in the theater, so she was pretty What stunned. was it? Uh, Paul's a Fury. Okay. Pretty good. Okay. Ricky Gervais is the bad guy. Pretty funny. But. There you go. Can't go wrong with Ricky. Dog day's of summer, buddy. Summer's about over. We're about a week and a half out from Pitt. How you feel about it? I'm getting nervous. Why? Because I'm excited for the season. I think we have a chance to win, but it's going to be a tough game. It's a tough opener. I think there's a lot of pressure on Neil. And we're going to learn a lot week one. If, Is this team ready for prime time? If... Uh... I think this team is ready for prime time, and there's no excuse this year. That's exactly what I was going to say. No excuse. There's – because I was talking to someone yesterday, and they were like, uh, how are we going to be in football? How are we going to be in football? How are we going to be in football? I said, well, I mean, you have all the skill players. You now have a quarterback who's proven to play at the highest levels, SEC, Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever the fuck it is. Um. Might not be around. <laughs> well, I mean, but but he's he's played in those and he's yeah, proven. Right. I don't think. I mean, he he got injured at both places, but his numbers were spectacular, and he never lost the jobs at those places. Look, you don't graduate high school a year early, stroll into Southern Cal, and start and start right away, that and then is transfer impressive. to Georgia and start, and you're undefeated, and you get hurt, and then the guy who takes over for you just happens to be rolling and even from my understanding even before the national championship it was a coin flip which one of them was going to be under center i don't think before you go wrong. the semi game against michigan yeah, that I don't, they said i don't think you go wrong with either of them but we have zero excuse in the quarterback department there's no excuse for the offensive line to be poor this year they're all returning starters or guys who have played a shit ton and the backfield is loaded and the the receiving corp is loaded backfield's unproven though But I like them. I'm I'm a big Tony Mathis guy. Well, you got Mathis, Johnson, Anderson. Anderson, yeah. There's no excuse. No. There's none. And on defense, what we have, they're all really good players, but it's just the the lack of depth on defense is is questionable. But we've not been at spring practice to see what the other guys who are playing behind them are doing. So nobody really knows. But there's no excuses this year for this team to falter. Have you been following, like our press conferences and stuff? I watch some of them. I don't. I don't watch them all. Um, I've not. I've not really been on Neil's shit like I should be. Um, He hadn't talked very much. Yeah, I think he's only done two or three, hasn't he? He Right. They've been doing position coaches, and that's you know that's fine. Um, I'm. I'm interested. I'm really. I can't wait to see what Graham Harrell is going to do with this offense was listening to another podcast, uh, the Jed Drenning one, with Owen Schmidt and mm-hmm. another dude. They said they broke down Graham Harrell on third down. Well, Graham doesn't like to punt. No, Graham Harrell's really good on third down. And if you look at our numbers the last couple of years, we've been towards the bottom of the league on third down. Well, we've been towards the bottom of the league in a lot of offensive <laughs> positions. Um, That's true. And him hiring – Okay, everybody's disappointed in the offensive line. Everybody's talking about Matt Moore should be gone. That didn't happen. But he did the next best thing he could do to make you forget that that didn't happen. He went and got an offensive coordinator because our offense, play calling and shit, was putrid. And he took over from the 20 and in, I believe. And we really could not stuff it in the red zone. And that was a problem. So I think he... I think he made the move he needed to make with getting an offensive coordinator. I'm excited to see what the offense does. I think Pitt is wildly overrated, and all these preseason rankings always work that way. Um, There's no better way to start the year than as an underdog. I mean, we're picked to finish mid to bottom of the Big 12. There's no better way, I could think, to start the year than to go to Pitt. And you know it's going to be like a home game. To go Let's to pit, we're gonna have a lot of fans there. There's no doubt about that. To go to pit and upset the number 17, 16 team in the country on the road. On the road, with us being the primetime game, college game day, big stage. This is it. The stage is set for him. If he if he goes up there and they get this done, I think fans who doubt him, they'll still have some doubt, but it'll be less. I don't think it's doubt as much as it is. It's time to go. Well, it's yeah. year four. Yeah, like we've been patient. There have been glimmers of hope, but there's been a lot of bad offensive play. The defense has always been solid. Yeah, and now it's time for the other side of the ball to step up. There's, like you said, there's no excuse. I mean, there's, there's none. The playmakers and, are there, and I, you know, I stopped listening to those press conferences because it's always the same shit. It's just, always they're so coy. They don't give you anything. Well, and it's always about how this is this is the best team he's coached since he's been here. This is the best team he's had since he's been here. Yada yada yada. It goes on and on and on. And the line looks so good. Did you know this, that, and the third? And they're not going to come out and give you if it's bad. But I think this is the year, man. We just got too many weapons on offense to not put monster numbers up. Way too many. Way too many. Num- way too many weapons out there. All right, I got – this is a projected depth chart. This is not official. I don't think they've released – They haven't. They haven't released it yet. But you got BF Dub on the outside. As it should be. Caden Prather on the outside. As it should be. Reese Smith at slot and Sam James at slot. Little Wes Welker and then Sammy James. Um, Which I went back and watched some highlights from last year. Sam James in the slot. Sam James is good, man. And you know what? I heard something about uh, – our previous quarterback's ball, that they said it looks good in the air, but when it gets to where it's on the way down, it starts to kind of knuckle. So it comes in wobbly. I wonder how much of that led to some drops. I mean, I understand that people are going to say, well, these are that's what you're supposed to do. It shouldn't matter if the ball touches your hands. You're supposed to get it. But I don't think any of us are out there running routes and, and catching balls. You know, I'm sure. It wasn't that, crisp. Yeah, and I'm sure that, that that has plays a part on them uh with the drops. Now, that, that you can't you can't const, you can't say that that's the cause of all of them. But um man, I'm just excited for just just to have a real quarterback under center. Like a a, a no fucking the, the quarterback is not a position that needs to be worried about. Oh, man, how long's it been since we've been able to say that? Will Greer been 4 yeah. years. It's too long. He looked pretty good last night from what I heard. I didn't watch for them. the Cowboys. I was watching uh I watched well in between my beers and uh my other shenanigans, I watched a little bit I watched the UFC. I watched the last two fights on that card and uh watched a little bit of golf and a little bit of Yankees baseball yesterday and uh I can't uh I can't have West Virginia Falling apart with the rest of my teams that I root for are slowly just in a decline and a nosedive. The Mountaineers have to bring my sporting world back to a uh, to a place of fun, enjoy. You, you know, with falling sports, if West Virginia is good, I don't care about anything else. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, <clears throat> this is the downtime of year for sports. It's like usually a dog days. Like you're watching baseball, that really doesn't matter. Like, baseball doesn't matter until September, October. And uh, sitting and, and just waiting on college football to start, it just seems like it takes an eternity. And I just – I can't wait. I wish I could go to that game. I'd love to be up in Pittsburgh, but uh, I got to work. Can't get off. Uh, work to go. I will be glued in my recliner. That may be a uh, LaRobi's Big O night for me, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait, man! And I, I, anything less than eight wins this year, this team is a, it, it's 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 an absolute failure. Totally agree. Seven, I see a lot of seven and five, a lot of six and six, and seven and seven, seven and five is acceptable. But is it though? It, well, anything less than seven is is a, is a failed season. In my eyes, I think this team should win eight games easy. Because, like I said, there's zero excuse this year to not put teams away. One thing I found interesting was, Neil, when he has talked, he mentioned that last year, the Maryland game, what they did to prepare for that, they have completely scrapped. They've gone in a different direction. I don't know what that means. I know they've moved everything. Instead of doing scrimmages on Saturday, everything's geared toward Thursday. Since we're that's, opening well, Thursday, I mean, you know what? That that's fine because that gives you a couple more days to recall. You know, if if you're playing on Thursday, whatever, and then you know he's probably doing that because they're going to be playing on a Thursday night to start. Um, then you have the the tech game. We got a couple. We got three. Thursday We got Thursday three nights. Thursday night games. Baylor's also a Thursday. Baylor's a Thursday home game. Um, that's a big one too. They're getting a lot of love. I think they take a step back this year. I mean, man, the Big man. 12 has never been this wide open, in my opinion. I mean, I a agree. lot of people are taking Oklahoma, but Oklahoma has a lot of questions. But, but isn't Oklahoma always the team that everyone takes? And if it's not Oklahoma, then it's Texas, and Texas comes out and shits the bed, and then everybody's off the Texas wagon. But Oklahoma always remains a pretty big constant up at the top of the Big 12 ladder. Absolutely. And I don't – I mean, for obvious reasons, I don't think that's – I mean, that's that's like an idiot pick, you know? Like, give me a break. Oklahoma's the easy one. Um, But they got a new quarterback. They got a transfer from Central Florida. I guess they got Central Florida's offensive coordinator. Um, The one constant, the most consistent team besides Oklahoma is Oklahoma State. I think they'll be good. Don't sleep on the mullet. Don't ever doubt the mullet. I think the mullet's the best coach in the league. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But if you look at like preseason, we're around seven, eight. But Bottom after Oklahoma and like Oklahoma State, I, I think it's it's wide open. I don't trust Texas. Did you see that quarterback situation in Texas? Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> didn't they got? Didn't they? They named a starter, and then the next day they changed it. And a lot of people think the boosters were like, "You got to start the superstar who's getting all the nil. Quinn Ewers or however you say his name." He's, uh, well, he's a kid who left Ohio State and went to Texas, so we'll see. But you know what, man? And that's another thing. That whole NIL bullshit. Like, if that kid is coming into Tennessee next year, if he really got eight million, and then he goes there and doesn't start, I mean, it, you got to feel like as a coach, there's some pressure when you two play that. It's kind of like the NFL. Yeah, you got to watch feel, Hard Knocks. Yeah, you see their defense, the Lions' defensive coordinator saying. They got that linebacker who's yeah. like a six-round pick. Rodrigo. and he's like, he's like, man, you guys, he's a six-round pick. He's beating all you guys out. Like, there's more to the story in the NFL than just production and sometimes. You, you, you know got to start the first-round guys. The, li- the Lions are going to probably be not very good um, as usual. But um, that's interesting. Uh, Hard Knocks is one of the best shows there is. It gives you that inside look at it, and I love that. And that kid went into that game they played in that – latest episode he played well did he yeah. rodrigo yeah he played well and and but that whole NIL thing it's just like you're paying them that much there's now there's pressure on you to start them and it puts the coach in a tough spot because that's the guy everybody expects because there's so much hype. There's so much talk. You paid that money to get him. You got him in sponsored deals, whatever you did to get him there. And then, you know, if you don't start him, they're going to want to know what's going on and why. And, I mean, what, what do you come out and say? But I, I don't know. Fortunately, I don't think that's an issue for us. But Texas no. boosters are notorious for yeah, they're assholes being hands-on. Yeah, just well they get to they get to run they get to run the you know the coach caters to the boosters and he has to he doesn't have much of a, much of a choice otherwise you know right well Tom Herman found that out the hard way Charlie Strong found that out the hard way Tom Herman's um, an asshole. Just this a is true. Total fucking dick. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and Charlie Strong, man, I kind of feel like he got he got done dirty. He was cleaning all the shit out of there. Yeah, Mac Brown did not leave <clears> a <throat> the, the best situation. Charlie was cleaning all the bullshit out of Texas and when he finally got it to where it was his team, they'd had enough and they got rid of him and and bought in two guns Tommy. But um You think we play all three running backs week one? Why wouldn't you? If if your offense is gonna be run heavy and you have three guys that can tote the rock, why not always go with a fresh body? then if one of them comes out and they're just having the game of their life, um, you know, stick with the hot hand. But it's never an issue to have that many, you know, I think that's that's a good thing to have three guys back there that are good. I think Anderson probably would have played last year, but he had the problems with getting on campus on time with the clearinghouse or whatever. Because he was, from everything you read about him, he's a stud. And... Johnson played a little bit, but where we were so heavy on Letty Brown, rightfully so. Yeah. He didn't, you didn't see him very much? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just – I think anything less than eight wins this year. I, You know what? Fuck it. Seven's a bad year too. Anything less than eight and four, it's a bad year. That's the only way to look at it. There's no excuse for us to lose to Pitt. There's no excuse to lose to Tech. I think we're better than both those teams and, and everybody, you know – I think at the end of the day, it comes down to offensive line play. I think Tech is in a the same situation we were in three years ago when Neil came in. Yeah. Totally rebuilding the roster. Do you see who they're starting a quarterback? Grant yeah, Wells. 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 Yeah, I saw that. If I was the defense, I would be licking my chops because that guy likes to throw the ball to the wrong color jersey. But I'm with you. I think – if we don't get eight wins this year, when's it going to happen? You seriously have to start questioning what what the problem is up there. Um. I'm not a fire brown guy. I know I joke. I call him Neil Clown. But I like him. I think he's doing everything the right way. Well, here's the thing. Here's, here's what takes – a lot of people say he's too nice. A lot of people say he's like Bill Stew. Um. This is it this is it for him. This is this is the make or break year. Because the last 2 years we've had terrible play under center. We've not had the best offensive line. Um but this is it. Like you got you got your horse. I mean he may be a fucking dork, but he's your guy. And there's no excuse because his play is proven and he's done it everywhere he's been. So if he doesn't do it here, You start questioning. The problem has to be here because he's put the numbers up everywhere he's been, and we have just as many weapons on the outside and the inside at receiver than anybody else does. So if he doesn't put those numbers up here, then, yeah, you have to start questioning what's going on, what's happening in the kitchen up there. It starts up front, though. And, you know, when Dana – I think Dana was about year four and five when he got to where people were just sick of his shit, and he's a dick – and he, he's he's living off transfers and JUCOs, and he's not recruiting because, for whatever reason, he's just not doing it. Well, Neil's recruiting his ass off. You're getting the big boys in. Now you got to get them on the field, and this is where your coaching and your strategy and your X's and O's, you've got the players. Now it's on your X's and O's, and... and you're coaching, I think this all comes down to coaching the offensive line. If they're anything less than eight and four this year, then then you have to start wondering what's going on up there. And he's probably less than eight and four. He's probably going to have to let change some coaches around. I've heard we have three NFL guys on the O line: <coughs> uh, Fraser, Milam, and uh, Nestor. Yep, yep, and all all local boys too. And they potentially we have all five starters back from last year. Now I don't know if Yates is going to hold on to the right tackle job. It sounds like Hubbard, oh, I mean, is making a push to start. If if Yates gets beat out, then he's he's beat out by a better man, right? And I'm fine with that. I'm a little concerned about that position. It it doesn't seem like anybody, Hubbard or Yates, is separated from the other. But the other th- committers played a lot. Frazier's an All American. Milam graded out at tackle as a true freshman. By the end of the year, he was grading out really high. And that's Nestor, it. once he got the club removed from his wrist hand injury, whatever you remember, he had that club. Yeah. After that, he played extremely well. Yeah. So what? Again, what's the excuse? There's not one. There is not one. There's not one. And that's the thing, man. I think as Mountaineer fans, we always try to find some excuse to, to as to why this year. I don't want to hear any excuses. Unless we just get decimated by the injury bug. There's no, no excuse. Some people say Pitt has one of the top defensive lines in college football. <gasps> Fuck Pitt. Bottom line, they, they, look, it, in the trenches is he wants it more. And we have we have the guys along the front that they. I think I'd, I'd take them against anybody, any defensive line in the country. How do you think Pitt's going to play us, though? I've seen they play... <clears throat> extremely aggressive on defense. Do you think they're going to stack the box? Or do you think they're going to... You know what I would love to see? I would love to see first play of the game for us on O. Pit stack it and come just all out. And fucking, you know, Big Daddy back there just lets it fly. And then looks at, you know, we hit one down the field. Just an absolute bomb for a touchdown. And then he just you know, he he, he either throws him the money man's L or he just he's screaming let's ride all over the field up and down as he's running down to to, to jump into his receiver in the end zone. I'd love to see Pitt go full sellout out on the first play and we just go over the top on him. I just dude I can't I mean I, I really I can't wait for this game. Like I said, it, you know, when it's put on the schedule and it's it's so far away, you're like, oh, all right, you know, that's that's awesome. They're bringing the brawl back, but now, like we're, you know, like you said, we're what a week, ten days away, and now it's like I'm getting I'm getting pretty excited about it. Now I'm kind of regretting that I didn't take the time off to go up, and uh, I can't wait. I really I can't wait for college football to be back. It's gonna be awesome. It's so back on Saturday. Yesterday was the last Saturday we don't have college football until he, January. You saw what Greg McElroy really said about us. Yeah. yeah. Dangerous, I believe it. Dangerous team. I don't think people who cover the sport understand how close we are. I think they look at the scores and numbers from last year and just say, ah, they're, they're not going to be any good again. You look at some of the losses we had on defense and think, they're not going to be very good on defense, but we've plugged and played the last three years and been been fine. It's the D's given out, but I I think that well, but the is D more gave out because the D was on the fucking field for so long, and we didn't get any any help from offense at times, especially the running game. Yeah, you can't you can't have your defense out there. Of course, they're going to gas in the fourth quarter when they're when they're on the field for over half of every quarter in the game. That's that's just that's what's going to happen. That's just common knowledge that, you know, you get them out there and and you're running them that much and the offense isn't helping out at all. A lot of three and outs. Uh, three and outs shouldn't be as prevalent this year. I think this offense should move up and down the field as they want to go. Why do you go three and out, though? You go three and out because you can't run the ball. Yeah. You want to start off. You want to get four or five yards, have a second and four, second and five, that opens up the playbook a lot more. Yeah. And that I mean, how many times were we third and nine, third and twelve? Often. Lost plays. And we'd run some little little hitch to the to the outside to get you five, six, seven yards. You know, everyone saw Deggy lose the job at Western Kentucky. I'm not here to bang on Deggy, but I am. You want to? No. no. You sure? He's gone. It's it's pointless. But I think okay, that kind under, of underscores that there was a serious lack of talent at that he's, position. He's gone. But what does that say about us that we we rode that guy for two years and he can't even win the job at Western Kentucky? I don't know.
1: That's it's just not an a
0: absolute. That's an absolute. Neil has to eat that shit sandwich. And and what does that say about our backup situation up there? That they couldn't beat that guy out who can't play at Western Kentucky. That doesn't make me feel good about Green or Crowder. Yeah, but they were both freshmen last year. And they were not ever seriously considered to start. I mean, Deggie was the guy from spring ball on the last two seasons. Yeah, and that's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. Because he's not good. He's not good. The offense was not good. because, it, And he had a lot to do with the offense being that bad. I lost it. Someone put out a tweet, you know, Troy gets Jared Dagie, one of the most prolific passing quarterbacks in West Virginia history, which is completely misleading because yeah. people throw the ball so much more now. But defensively, how do you feel defensively? I think defensively we're good. You got Jalen Thornton, you got Stills, you got uh, Pogba, you got the linebacking situation back, you got Woods back there at corner. Or at safety, uh, I think I think our D should be good. Like I said, the only thing I worry about D is depth. Otherwise, I think I think we're good on D. I think we're good depth-wise in the secondary. The you front. have all the guys that they brought in that have played a lot. Apparently, the um, kid from Colorado State, Rashad Ajai. I don't know how to pronounce his yeah, name. Ajai. They love him. I think he's going to start. You got the kid from James Madison who's going to play. I mean, you shuffle in corners all the time yeah. in the Big 12. Charles Woods apparently is living up to the billing of being a first-team Big oh, 12 yeah. guy. Supposed to be a monster. Little yeah. concerned about safety. Little concern there. We'll see. I, I just I don't like. I said, man, if they are anything less than eight and four, the years a why it's a failure. And then you got to start looking at your own situation And wondering what's going on He doesn't go 8-4, and four. are you firing him? Or are you, no, you he can't the fire heart? him, it costs too much And who are you going to get?
1: Same I f- don't even want to think about that Same
0: situation you bring up Anytime we talk about hugs. who are you going to get? Yeah Who's out there? So there are good coaches at lower levels out there and That's like somebody yesterday Was asking about the basketball team We were talking and I was like Look, you don't want to talk to me about that I was like, I said, if you're looking for somebody who's going to tell you good things, it's not me. I said, I have zero faith in this team. And, and and it's, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of on the same page. You'd like to see Missoula come back. It's not going to happen. That's, you know, just shit in one hand and try to serve it to somebody and tell them it's lunch. But he, because you'd have a better chance of someone eating your shit than Joe Missoula coming back to college basketball, I think. Well, he had a big... Big time recruit on campus this weekend. <clears throat> Huggins did, but he's twenty twenty five. You're not going to see him for three years. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I saw that the kid from Taze Valley Christian ended up. He's he's unenrolled. Yeah, what happened there? I have no idea. I thought they pulled his scally. I think that that was some poor reporting. It was reported widely that they pulled his scally and asked him to go to fucking prep prep school. for a year. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden you just roll out the carpet and, you know, he's number 12. And then, of course, Mr. Sherman has to come in, talk about how much weight that number carries and this, that, and the other. Come on, Just can't let it go, can you? Well, he's got nowhere else to be. So, (laughs) I guess from now on he'll just be watching for who's wearing 12 to let him know that that number carries a lot of weight. Uh, I think he thinks of himself as a gentleman who wore 44. Uh, in the Coliseum, I think he probably puts himself in the same breath as them, and he probably shouldn't put himself in the same breath as. Uh, I would reserve space for him to be with Johnny O. I mean, Tash should get two watches and drive an Escalade with a personalized tag and just frequent Bent Willies for the rest of his life. Well, Bent Willies doesn't exist anymore, but uh, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It great bar. is The pizzas still there. I don't know. If they did away with that pizza, Morgantown is in shambles. How about when you would wake up and you were like, why is my mouth burnt? Oh, shit, I had pizza last yeah, night. I do remember Yeah, dude. They'd they put that heavy garlic butter on the crust. <laughs> we'd always get one or two to take home with us. They never made it across the bridge. <laughs> Somebody would always bust the box open. Or you'd get the two to take home and then you'd get a slice to go. That was always a clutch move too. The walk up Kingwood with the with the hot pie. There's no better piping than that. hot, yeah, super super hot. And you just be standing there, just in a hammered state, waiting 20 minutes on that pie to come out, waiting for him to call your name. But uh, <clears throat> who do you think? I, let Let's do this. Who's who do your th- sleeper on offense? Mine. Is there really one on offense though? I think Ford Wheaton's going to put up more numbers than what anyone can expect. I think his numbers – I think everyone expects Prather and James to be the guys, and that's fine, and I hope they are. But I think Ford Wheaton is going to be your guy who's really going to emerge as just the superstar on that offense. I could see that. I could see us having four – some of the Juco guys they brought in, they really like too. Now, yeah. they're not going to start, but I could see – I could see JT spreading the love. I could see us having – three guys with you know 40 or 50 catches <laughs> you are not gonna to have one you know Kevin white who just gets all the but he all remember touches. remember he came out of nowhere when he when he emerged I think I think Ford it, t- it took he- Kevin white a year you could you could see his talent but he didn't put it together that that's a good comparison to Bryce Ford Wheaton Bryce Ford Wheaton's a guy who has made plays, but it's just been consistency for him. They like Prather, though. I've heard really good things about him. That's, again, no excuses. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. I think defensively, defensively, I'm a little concerned about linebacker, but they love Pogba. They said he is a leader. He loves the game. He's there. He does all the right things, and... Lance Dixon was the guy who played a lot better at the end of the year. He's more of an athletic linebacker, which we're going to need. And then the, the Jared Bartlett, everyone forgets about him. He's probably going to start. Dude, I just – I don't – there's no glaring holes of weakness as what you may have had in the past. I think that's fair. And because of that, the expectations on this team, not, not from the world – but from people who, who sit through it every weekend, you make the trip up there or you or you line your Saturday up around what time they play and when they play, and you've watched this team for years like we have. When I look at that roster, I don't see anything that jumps out at me as a huge weakness. And when's the last time we could say that we had that? It's probably got to be greer senior year. Probably. And, and – Probably. And it's a good feeling to have. And I also kind of like the fact that everybody's kind of looking past him. That always works in our favor. You're not expected to do much. You're not expected to do much. No target on your back. Expectations are for you to be mediocre. And then you come out and he's finally put it together. And you surprise some people. Who's your sleeper on D? I got mine. Well, the guy I'm most excited to see on D is Woods. <clears throat> I'm yeah. a big you know, I'm a big uh cornerback corner guy. Safety guy. I mean obviously I'm I'm of the size that I would never be able to play there, but corner and, and safety is one of those positions for me I've always liked to watch because a lot of times it's safety you just get fucking monster heavy hitters and they're laying people out. And I've always, I've always appreciated the corner position too because it's one on one. It's that guy versus that guy, and then like some of the greatest players you'll ever watch, like you know Charles Woodson and and uh, Dion and some of these guys. Um, it's so much fun to watch them because it's just they're just that much better, and then they know it. And like you know what's Jalen Ramsey and uh, Revis and. These guys, they're a lot more flash you know. kind of brash, they're flashy, and they talk all kinds of shit. And then you line it up, and it's you on an island versus another guy. And I, I really, I appreciate watching that the game, that game being played, as well as the game of football that's going on with the other ten guys. But I, I've always been a big corner guy, corner and safety guy. Like I, you know, Aaron Beasley, my all-time favorite Mountaineer, corner, and I, I just love watching. Those matchups. A good corner can shut down one side of the field. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it hard on an offense. Um, is Charles Woods that guy? Some people think so. Water covers three-fourths of the world. Charles Woods covers the rest, you know? <laughs> I mean, make the fucking poster. Print it. Dion had it, but let's put Charles Woods up there on one of those posters like that. To have him sitting on top of the earth. Print some uh, t-shirts. Yeah. I'm good on t-shirts. I think Yeah, there's a lot of t-shirts being printed out there in the twitter and podcast sphere there's uh there's been there's been an abundance that have been brought around and i don't know that many of them leave the boxes that they are delivered in i hope they do for all of you that are printing your shirts and trying to side hustle it into a into a world of, of leaving your nine to five to sit in front of a microphone, uh, but. Uh, As guys who've been in the t-shirt game, I don't know that it was that uh, that profitable. (laughs) So continue to print them, and if you're listening to this and you want to print some shirts, uh, I'll gladly buy a Charles Woods standing on top of the on top of the world with that saying: "You know, water covers three fourths of the earth; Charles Woods covers the rest." I'll buy one of those from you. So if you're, we do a little nil deal. With so, Charles Woods, well, he's got his own T-shirt. Does he? Yeah, he's got the caricature shirts from like you remember back when they had the Dream Team caricature shirts, and then they all oh, the those other are ones great. That he has one of those. You Does can he? buy. Yeah. The, the I, I love the um, oversized head. That's what this one is. Okay. Yeah, I'll show That's it to nice. you. Um, he he's got it. He's got it for sale, and it is it is it is badass. And uh, but I don't think he's carrying the uh, correct sizing for me. I think he stops at a two X. So, I'm I'm left out in the woods. You know, I'm left alone there with that. But, um, yeah, man, it's uh, back to the D. My sleeper on D is Sean Martin. Okay. The big defensive lineman from Bluefield. This is first or second? I think, year. I think this his is second. his second year. Yeah, I think you're right. I believe it is his second year. I'm hearing good things about him. <clears throat> he was a big boy. And He's really- an athlete too. I watched him in high school play basketball and he was out there cleaning up the glass and dunking and that's that's what you want out of a defensive lineman. Defensive linemen should be some of the best athletes on the team. They gotta do What do you think about Jalen Thornton, John Thornton's son? I think he provides depth. I think he will be in the mix. You want to – where we run a three-man front, you want six or seven guys. How you do you feel away. about Mesador not starting at Miami? Leaves a leaves a starting position here as a fucking star. I mean, it's – I hope the are, check cleared. I hope when the check these cleared. Guys, when are these guys going to get it? Like, Dreshawn Miller was an all-Big 12 corner with the, the – just, you know – He's here for two years. He had to sit to wait to play. He plays. He he lives up to the hype. He lives up to the billing. And then he wants to leave and go to Auburn. He doesn't even get any playing time. And now he's walking. Is he playing on. O- playing anywhere? He's walked on in NC State. I Careful mean, what you wish for. Yeah, dude. If I you mean, look at the numbers on transfers, it's we have some guys. Leave, we have some guys who didn't even find a home when they hit portal. I don't know what to tell you. The portals will grow. Uh, Maybe gross. listen to coaches instead of uncles and former high school coaches that tell you you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and you can move up to the SEC or whatever league and you're just going to walk in there. You're going to waltz in there and start because Auburn doesn't bring in top-shelf talent. Exactly. You leave a starting position – not just starting not he play. was a, he was a fucking all conference player he played player. really well he he was going to be yeah preseason all big 12 i think he was all big 12 the year before so he would have definitely been preseason all big 12 and then he bounces and goes to auburn and he's not, he's on like the kickoff team well we're the opposite end of the spectrum because we have brought in guys from lower levels that want they want to compete and they all have a lot of experience but I mean, Charles Woods is one. Mm-hmm. It took him half a season. He was hurt, but now look at him. You got the kid from North Dakota State, Cox. I think he he is probably going to start. I'm going to take Woods getting six picks this year. Six, six, six is, over six, under. Six is six is what I'm setting over under at. If he gets six picks, he's first team all league. What's no the doubt uh, what's the W Did the Beasley holds the record for season right with like? 10? I believe so. I think it's ten. Rasul Douglas had a lot his last year. God damn, you want to talk about a story? I mean, are you have you read his clippings and what Aaron Rodgers said about him? No, I, I know he oh. he got a nice deal. Rodgers compared him to Charles Woodson. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Said that Rasul Douglas reminds him a lot of one of the greatest ever to do it, Charles Wood. I mean, you know, Soul's getting some love, and then you got Kenny Rob getting kicked out of practice back to back days down there with Carolina. I guess they were just getting after it, brawling with the Panthers. and, Or not, he the Patriots. The Patriots, there you go. And he's thrown out of practice back-to-back days. You got one guy making all the right headlines, another one just getting tossed out of practice. But, uh, you know, Sewell's, Sewell's a monster, and he was a guy that transferred in and played here. And, you know, I I like where we're at this year. I really do. I prefer taking guys from lower levels that have played a lot. Versus the guy that stands out when I think of this is Van Darius Cowan. Yeah. Yes, he went to Alabama, didn't play down there, had off-field issues, <clears throat> and you saw you saw it when he played for us. He would do something that would make you shake your head, like, man, this guy's incredible. And, and then, then he he'd get he'd a do, 15-yard penalty. Yeah. Then he would do something absolutely. It's like, outrageous. okay, that's that's why you're not playing at Alabama. You you yeah. have no discipline. Yeah. You yeah, I agree. You definitely you definitely want the guys who who who've gotten more reps and have shown to be just solid all around as opposed to the freak who makes, you know, a couple plays a game but then also he's going to cost you in a big situation. I would much rather have a guy who I know I can count on every snap to not take any plays off and to want it and and to be there to earn it and and you know, grades out at a, at a B, B-plus every game and just gets after it 110% every play as opposed to the guy who, like you said, is a five-star, comes in and kind of plays when he wants to. Because you can't take plays off. No. Because no, you can't have targeting. He got thrown out of a game targeting. I think that was a big play. I think that was against Kansas State. Yeah. Um. Can't have that. That's why we were, we were six and seven last year. Turnovers, just mental mistakes, lack of focus, lack of discipline. What are you uh oh shit, I didn't get much sleep last night. What do you think about uh our backup QB situation? Who who you think they're gonna put there at the at the when the depth when the depth chart's released? I think it's Garrett Green, believe it or not. I don't. You don't? Know? I don't. Who do you think it is? I think it's Markio. Could be. I I, I think I, it is. Uh, In in the little bit of press that they've had about it, he said that the game has come to him very quickly. And as he's as he's went on, it's slowed down for him, and it's gotten it's gotten to where he's not, you know, he's not making like I think what was they said he threw four or five picks in one of the early practices. And you know that's fine. It's practice. If you are going to throw the pick, do it in practice. Don't do it in the game. But uh, I think that that kid came here to play. And oh, no I, question. And I think he's. No I think he's going to be the backup. He's he's aligned himself with Mister Let's Ride, and apparently they're very good friends. And they, you know, he he's learning from him, picking his brain, and studying film with him, going through the plays with him in the offense. So he's he's doing the right things and Neal seems to have high praise for him. Um I will say big kudos to Crowder and Green for hanging around. Um, yeah, everyone thought someone would leave at the end of last year. I thought for Someone sure, will leave at the end of this year. <clears throat> I thought for sure one of them. Well, maybe. I think so. Maybe maybe not. Maybe Green finds a way that he he can be useful. At another position, at another place, or, or at a you different put way in, in the offense. You put him in situations, though? You know he can run. I'm sure they'll have something for him. I mean, why wouldn't you? Just another wrinkle to add. What's it hurt for you to throw in three plays, four plays for him? And, you know, you're not going to run him all the time, but maybe you find a quick hitter situation or you put him in down on the goal line and, you know, play action, roll him out. Naked boot out left, you know, hit hit O'Laughlin, drag in the middle. God, I can't – I hope – please let us start throwing to the tight end again. I don't know if he's going to play in the opener. He's uh, still he's coming still, off an injury. Yeah, he, I read the other day it was it was going to be a, a, you know, like a week of decision. I think they didn't know if he'd be ready to go or not. But I would love to see just a tight end drag across the middle. on a roll out bootleg left. Tight end, drags across the middle, fucking hit him. I'm going to lose it if that happens in the stand. I may slap Coop, drop him just up there in the stands, then pick him back up, fucking chest bump <laughs> like him. Like the end of Major League when yeah. uh, Dorn punches. Yeah, exactly. And there was a little extracurricular there, but yeah, just haul off and punch Coop. And slap Coop. Slap Coop. And pick him back up, fucking <laughs> hog him, chest bump him, tell him how excited I am we're throwing to the tight end again. I think, I think he'd take that slap for that celebration. I think he'd be all right with it. I mean, he'd probably overserve himself anyway for the first game. He wouldn't you know? feel it. I wouldn't think, yeah. especially a six PM kickoff is at an unacceptable level of drunkenness. <laughs> I can't imagine what that pit game's going to be like. Him, Donnie, and Cam, and Jordan up there. I got it's, a crew of people going up with me. It should be a good time. Well, you need to find them beforehand. Do I though? Yeah. Do I really? Yeah. If you if you really want to enjoy the city, you'll find them. Because it's going to be a battle which one's going to be drunk or Dunlap or Coop. In that situation, everyone wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people sitting near them don't win. No, but they don't win. They, they lose. I mean, you've paid, you're now out, you know, 100 and whatever your ticket costs with fees and and services. Uh, You're out that, but what you have to hope is those two sit beside each other. That will really make the. Where are they like sitting? Crazy. Are they in the W section? Yeah, they're in the bleeds. Hopefully, I see them. <laughs> I don't know if, if they're we- in the bleeds. I'm probably going to see them. They're in the bleeds. I think all Mountaineer tickets are in the bleeds, yeah, aren't they? They didn't do us any favors. Yeah, I think they're all up in the bleeds. Because everybody I've talked to is like, I'm sitting in the fucking bleeds, and it's like, God, you couldn't for that price, you couldn't get a better seat. So you got to hike all the way up top. Like, what are you a row from the last part of the stadium? Give me a break. Sell us some good seats. I have a feeling you'll be able to move down come halftime. I hope so. I'd love to see that place clear out. I think we're going to put it on them. Put put Sweet Caroline on. Let the Mountaineer think, fans serenade are, the Steel City. I think we are absolutely going to hammer them. I don't know why I think that, but I think we are absolutely going to just pile drive them and just put them right back in their place where they need to be at the bottom. Just overrated. Just fucking overrated. shitty. They, they I mean they're just shitty. And uh I think uh we're just gonna hammer them, Crum. Give me a score. We'll do official predictions next week with Yost. My score? Yes. Forty two seven. Oh man. I'm thinking if we win it's gonna be like thirty five to thirty one. Think there's going to be some points scored, forty-two-seven. Stamp. It. I, I find it interesting that everyone is sort of um, the quarterback matchup. You have these two USC transfers, and they act like this guy Slovis beat out J.T. Daniels. Well, that's that's not accurate. Daniels got hurt. Yeah. However, that Slovis guy's pretty good. How? That, guy. that being said, Pitt is bringing in a new offensive coordinator. Whereas JT played for Graham Harrell. I think we have a little advantage there. I do too. I think Graham Harrell is our secret weapon this year. And you know what I hope? I hope that Harrell doesn't come here and then, you know, which have a dominant offense for like two or three years and then somebody's going to snatch him up to be a head coach. Don't get your hopes up because I got a feeling that's going to happen. If yes, he comes so here I. after working at USC, one of those smaller Texas schools is going to hire him. I think He so will go too. back. To the Lone Star State and, I don't know, North Texas, Texas, Texas-San Antonio, where our buddy Nick Troy Fortune is going to play. (laughs) Good move. Very good move. My theory on that is those guys left because Neil said, we're bringing guys in. You do not have a guaranteed spot. In fact, we saw what you did last year, and we think we can get better at that position by bringing guys in. So, Uh, yeah, it's up to you. You probably should leave if you want to play. And if that's the case, uh, you know. Is is Jackie Matthews starting for Miami? Good written. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um, (laughs) Like I said, man, that whole portal thing, like, you know, if you're leaving because you don't want to compete, then, you know, I hope you land exactly where you land. And Akron is probably best for, you know, some people to land on their feet. Um, (laughs) Good luck. Playing in front of all thirty-two people that show up to an Akron Zips game on fucking Maxon Tuesday. Tuesday night, Maction baby. Yeah. So so good luck to you who who've left and went to Akron and UTSA to be a road runner, and then you know Mesidor obviously made the right move. I mean he's safer down there, you know. It's mean streets in Morgantown. I mean the 305 is one of the safest areas in the world. I've been told. Because, you know, obviously here and in Morgantown, people do bump your cars at night. When you jump out, they rob you and steal your car. That happens all the time here. Not Miami. That's here, right? That's that's here. And there's not shootings just ringing out on the streets down there as you're exiting There's not the a clubs. video game based on how Grand Theft Vice City, how much yeah. crime there is. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, good for him to make that move. Shame he's not starting down there. But uh, I'm sure he'll figure it out. Um but I, I think we're better off without it. Without we got I splash. got another sleeper for you. Who are you looking at? We brought in a kid from Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. All he does is block punts. And they were working on punting in practice, and they were trying to simulate game reps. And I don't think they were trying to block the punt. This guy <laughs> stormed in and block, started blocking punts. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pitt, from what I hear, Pitt has a new punter and a new long snapper. We're going to block a punt against Pitt. 42-7. to 42-7. Maybe I eat an entire Big O pizza that night. To celebrate the Big O? I get DB to come down. We just split an extra large Big O. He takes his half. I take mine. Maybe I slap him after we beat Pitt 42-7. Because I don't think he's high on this team this year. But, you know, that family, they never are. Um everything's always going to be a, uh, you know, the Mountaineers aren't going to be great. They're going to underachieve. Neil's a clown. Can't coach. Yada, yada, yada. But I think 42-7, to Crum, I think we come out of the gates. I love it. I would love to see it. We storm the castle. Having flashbacks of when I went up there in 1996 at Old Pitt Stadium and no one really knew. What a dump that place is. It was a dump, yes. It's It's like right in the middle of fucking Oakland. right. Total shithole. Yeah. The stadium was on its last legs yeah, it's when I was a up there. Nightmare. But first play, first carry for Mr. Zaraway. No one knew. That was a you know, Saturday night ESPN, big game. No one really knew what to expect. We had a lot of new players. I think we're gonna open this game up just going deep. From what I've read about Pitt You're going to have opportunities to do that. Can you capitalize? Can you protect Daniels? Can Bryce Ford make the play? I think we open by going deep to Or Kaden or whoever, Sam James. I think KP gets a a vertical go route. First snap of the game on offense. Mr. Daniels throws it over the top, hits him in stride. Touchdown good guys. And you are dancing, saying let's ride. Welcome to Morgantown, dork. (laughs) Let's fucking ride. I think that's the way this is going to work out. But next week, we'll have to do the official predictions. Fucking Yost is always out doing something. Guy's either out of town or he's fucking playing with his dog. or <laughs> He's always got something going on. He can't make it. So, we'll have to do the official predictions next week. I ain't got nothing left to talk about. Do you? No, I, I will say if you're going to buy t-shirts, go to the book exchange, though. They do have officially licensed t-shirts, not some that are being printed on... Uh, you know, heavy cotton shirts that probably are going to make you sweat like a <laughs> son of a bitch. But again, man, for all you hustlers out there, printing these T-shirts, get after it. But uh, if you steal my idea of Charles Woods sitting on top of the earth, I want one free, and you can have the you can have the uh, thought of it. I won't I won't sue for any back end because you stole my idea. I just want I want at least five of them actually because uh you want to keep one it's like buying jordans you rock one stock one with this one you know i I sweat pretty good so i imagine you sure You can't even get jordans anymore well nobody can and then the ones that i do get are ones i don't want it's like you try to get them just because and then it's like oh perfect i hit this pair i saw the concord fives just sitting on the shelves at foot action in the town center mall no one wants those then fire red 3s are already out in china and they're just sitting on the shelves. No yeah. one's buying them. Nike Air brand. Yeah. I'll strike out on those. Well, you know, uh it's hard to hit the size 14s. I don't think they make 14s anymore. They do. They just to make, like, make when they make like 3 pairs. Yeah, they don't make many. They I think the only ones they make a big run of 14s in is the 11s. 'Cause I think everybody at Christmas time you can get the elevens. Um those elevens coming this Christmas I don't want. I don't wear ones that have never been worn before. Like I don't wear the alternates. I tell you what, have you seen Lucas shoe? No. Lucas got a very nice J on the way. I may I may be I may be going to uh buying someone other than Michael's shoe. This Luca I may get this Lucas shoe. It's a very good looking shoe. I like it a lot. He had some of the thirty fives that yeah, were inspired by the great fives that he's I really like. He's but got some nasty i I'm not knees. dropping two hundred on Lucas shoes. But I I don't got anything else. I mean ten days, buddy. Yeah. Is that's it ten it. days? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Not this Thursday the following. Doesn't get any bigger than this for us. Does not get any bigger. I agree. Big stage. How we go, mister Mr. Brown. Big stage, national stage, national T V College Game think, Day. This is it. It's time for you to uh He's gonna have a game plan. We're gonna be alright. Forty two to seven. Forty two to seven. Forty two to seven. Lock it. Lock it. Just a fucking total just we're just gonna go in there and alpha them. Just an absolute beatdown. Pitt's gonna be the battery. Take more points. Take just, more points. Add onto to your bet, just bet total. Just jamming it right up. Just lock ass. it just in right lock now. It right lock it. Lock of the year. Forty two to seven. Lock it in. Lock we it. We crash in. the top twenty five. Gamble it. We lead every it. highlight show for a week bet your your leading house up to the it. weekend. I agree. The Mountaineers are back. Sports Center opens up. It'll be the first time I watch Sports Center in probably ten years, and it'll be the opening shit will be JT Daniels long ball. First play of the game. Caden are running under it. Oh, touchdown West Virginia. College football is back. It's Couldn't gonna, think of a better way to end the show than that. It's going to be phenomenal. 42-7, to 7, lock it in. Yost has already put his mortgage on it. So his new it, house. Lock it in. He's going to double in. up. That's it. Hey, let's ride. Let's ride. Mountaineer Nation, let's ride.